You're listening to Defenders of Escalon, a podcast all about Guild Wars, and maybe some other stuff too. Today, I talk about things that would ruin the Guild Wars 2 experience, in my opinion, and Klojomirkov gives us a run-through of the ruins of Serbia. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. But first, here's the headlines on the Guild Wars official website. Beware of fake emails. Please watch for fake emails telling players that they are eligible to participate in the Guild Wars 2 closed beta. These emails are not blatant, finished attempts to steal account information. Players should not reply to them. ArenaNet or NCSoft will never ask for your password. Guild Wars Guru hosts new GVG tournament. GuildWarsGuru.com, in connection with OnlineGamingRadio.com, has announced the GVG Challenge 2008. The tournament is sponsored by Electronics Extreme and offers more than $10,000 in prizes such as laptops and portable DVD players. Portable DVD players are so 2007. Who needs portable DVD players when you can just go and pit my rod and get freaking TVs in the back of the headrest? You can even get TVs in your frickin' wheels, which I really don't understand, but you can. It even has a contest just for making accurate predictions. This registration is open to everyone and goes until Friday, July 11th, 2008 at 8.49am Pacific Time, 7-7 GMT. The tournament itself takes place on July 12th. Visit the official official tournament page, which is www.guildwarsguru.com slash dvg slash index. For a full list of prizes and contest rules. Damn, that was long. And regarding their emails about the Guild Wars 2 beta, I reckon that beta will be released on late 2009. Even later if they go by Valve time. So, I wouldn't be getting your hopes if we could get one of them. Also, kind of relating to this, I've been getting freaking eBay password retrieval things and I haven't even got an eBay account. I mean, I don't even have a credit card, let alone PayPal, because I'm getting PayPal ones now. It's so annoying. So, that was the latest headlines from the Guild Wars official website. Hooray for the new transition music! Anyway, here's a segment that I'm really kind of excited about, is that there's a new person, like, contributing to this podcast. This segment will be every second week, so not next week, the week after. So here it is, a run-through of Ruins of Sermia, and some transition music. Hi y'all, this is Patrick. This week, I will bring you a hints and tips segment. I will bring you a different mission every other week. I will do a walkthrough along with some hints and tips that have helped me while completing each mission. With each mission, I will include the bonus, or as some campaigns call it, master. I will do random missions from all the campaigns and the expansion Eye of the North. This week, I will start out with something easy, and in later episodes, work into the more difficult missions. All of the information that I give you can be found in the Guild Wiki or various forums in the fan sites. I will be giving you information from my personal experience. I am a casual casual player and have been 
playing for just over a year. There are several ways to do each mission, but I will give you information on how I have completed the missions. I am not a skills and builds god, but I can put together a build that will get the mission done. Today's mission is the Ruins of Sermia. It is the third mission after the Searing and Prophecies. Don't get it confused with the Ruins of Sermia quest received from Warmaster Riga in the Frontier Gate. That quest brings you to the actual mission, Ruins of Sermia. There are three main objectives, an added objective, and then the bonus. The main objectives are, one, safeguard Prince Rurik's life, two, free all the Ascalon captives, three, get to get to the obelisks inside the ruined academy. The added objective is, cross the ravine and open the drawbridge for Prince Rurik and Errol. The bonus is extinguish, yeah, extinguish the Flame Temple by defeating the Flame Keepers. I was able to henchy this mission with a level 9 warrior monk with regular skills that were given in the quest up to this point. The henchies that I used were Orion the Mage, Stefan the Fighter, and Alicia the Tank. Uh, oh wait, she heals, right? Um, I mean, Alicia the Healer. Using Orion is a little trying at times because he uses Firestorm, which causes everybody to run in different directions, which is really annoying. Using the Archer may be better for some people in this situation. I didn't have any special gear on my warrior. Actually, he still had Pre-Syrian armor on. His weapons weren't special, but I did have a plus 25 health mod on both the shield and the sword. There are six bosses and three devour bosses. Uh, six char bosses and three devour bosses. So you'll have no problem getting a plus 10% morale boost. So, um, entering the mission, uh, you will come up, come up on Rurik. Um, he'll be there right in the beginning. So you go up to him, he'll start a conversation and start, uh, <laughs> then start running off like he normally does. Rurik, for some reason, loves to run in the middle of every group that he can find, so you'll have to keep up with him at times. It's not hard, but uh, just be mindful of him, and uh, he's always running off. Be careful of all the pop-ups. There are plenty of Devour pop-ups. Um, you'll find yourself in the middle of eight or ten of them if you're not careful, so just uh, tread slowly if you can, and um, be careful of your pop-ups. Generally, only three will pop up. Occasionally you'll have four or five, but mainly it's just the three. I focus on the higher level ones, which will be uh, level sevens and eights. I kill them first and then uh, do the low levels. Those are really easy to kill. So you'll find yourself, um, you'll fight several devourers up to the point where you meet your first prisoner cage. Um, Rurik will open the gate and the prisoners will run off then. Up to this point, it's pretty much straightforward. There's only one way to go, but it's full of twists and turns, so you'll have to watch it, but it's not too difficult. There will be two more prisoner cages that will ha you'll have to reach. Um, those aren't hard to reach either. It's pretty much basically exactly the same as getting to the first one. After opening the third cage, there will be a cutscene. Um, after the cutscene, Prisoner Errol will join your group. Heading over the hill to the left of the cage will bring you to your first group of char. Dealing with the char can be a little more tricky, 
trick, a little trickier than the Devourer, so pick your char carefully. I generally focus on the Shaman first, then the Ashen Claw and the Mind Spark. Keep the Cheyot in mind because they'll be removing any enchantments that uh, you have on. So if you need to go ahead and focus on the Cheyot, but I kind of put them off a little bit. I generally don't really worry about the melee classes unless the fo they focus on my healer. Rurik seems a little more anxious after the cutscene, so keep up with him. He'll run into any char group in the area. He just seems a little bit more flighty after the cutscene. After you cl clear a um, few groups of char, Rurik will lead you down a to a drawbridge that he and Errol will stand at um, once you... He'll be standing there waiting for you to open it. After after you leave Rurik standing there, um, something I do is, is I turn to the left and I backtrack a few yards and go over a hill to the right. There will be a group of three chars um, sitting there. Go ahead and take them out and then return to the drawbridge. Removing the char now will make it easier for you when you follow the ember bearers for the bonus. From here I will show you how to get the bonus. If you choose to skip the bonus, then you can skip this section. Um, but once you're back to the drawbridge, make a right and go down the hill and cross the river. There will be another char boss setting on the side down there. So go ahead and kill him and then go past him and you will see um, Brina Stavinson or Stavinson. I'm not good at names, so we'll just go with Brina Stavinson. Stevenson. She'll be in another cage just past the char boss. Talking to Brina will give you your bonus. After she is done talking, there will be four ember bearers spawn and start walking in the direction in which you just came. Don't kill them. Don't aggro them. Stay away from them. Just let them do their thing. Um, you're just going to want to follow them. You're not going to want to get on them quick. They'll kill your bonus. So follow them for quite a while. Um, follow them. They'll go back on the path that you just came down. You'll go come upon the spot where you had killed those three char earlier after leaving Rurik. Um, after the Emperor Bearers pass through the gate, right past the three that you three char that you killed will be a gate. And when the Ember Bearers pass through that gate, you're going to want to stand there and wait because uh, the Ember Bearers will make a left and go up. Um, up over a hill and you kind of want to wait because there's two char shaman that are standing there and you're going to want to kill them So, and you don't want to aggro the ember bearers at the same time so wait till they pass um, pretty much when they go off of your compass up there that'll be safe time to get in there and take out those two shaman so when you after you take out the two shaman take a left and go up over the hill where the ember bearers did go uh, once you come upon the the Amber Bearers, you'll be up on top of the hill. They'll be at the foot of the hill um, near a podium that there are um, four flame keepers. There'll be four flame keepers there. So what you're going to want to do is post your heroes um, kind of back up on that hill and then uh, pull the flame bearers towards you. They're not too hard to take out, so just be careful. Um, they'll, they'll come running at you and just take them out one at a time, not a problem. Uh, once they're taken out, you're going to want to give yourself a rest. Um, let your uh, energy build up, let your health uh, build up. The next group is going to be your four uh, uh, the uh, Flame Keepers. You're going to want to 
focus on them next. The one that I focus on first is the one on the right-hand side closest to you. So you're going to kind of want to um, get over to the right side of them and post your heroes back and then um, pull that first one on the corner. Now, they don't leave their post too easily, so pulling him may be a little bit difficult, but it, you can do that. Pull him so that you don't aggro everything when you're killing that one. And once you kill him, then you can focus on the other. If you haven't aggroed by then, give yourself a ch you know give yourself a chance to uh, get your energy and health built back up. Um, so go ahead and kill the other three. After that, I I just went in and did it. Just went in and killed them. I didn't have much of a problem. My healer did get close to dying. So once you kill those remaining three. You'll get your bonus. You'll get the little um, sword going through the shield kind of deal, and you'll get your bonus. So kill them, and once they're dead, uh, go back over to uh, Rerik. If you can't remember where that was, just um, press your U key, and um, you can see your path in which you came. So just backtrack and go back up to where Rerik was. So once you're back to the... Um, Back to Rurik, uh, the drawbridge. You're going to want to go again to the right of the drawbridge and go into the river. Now, this time you're going to not go across the river. You're going to follow the river underneath the drawbridge. So, once you do that, you'll follow him under, follow, or you'll go underneath the drawbridge and walk through the river a little bit. And then you're going to get up on your, um, up on the bank to your right. You'll um, be able to get up on there soon, and then. You're going to want to climb up the hill, and to your right, once you get up on top of the hill, you'll see a wall. Um, that wall will have about five char in there. There'll be one char on each side on top of the wall, and then three through the archway in the wall. So you're going to want to take out each on the left and the right. There are paths that lead up on top of the wall, so you'll want to go to the right and get up there and kill him. And then go to the other side and do that. If you don't and you run right through there, um, they'll just start pelting you, you know, and it's just easier to kill them. And once you kill all five of those, then you're going to um, go through the archway and um, go to the right. Pretty much that's the only direction you can go is to the right, and then you follow that path out. Uh, real soon after you get into there, you'll see a lever, and um, you'll see the drawbridge, which... Rurik is standing on the other side of. You do not want to pull the lever for Rurik. At least I don't. Um, I think it makes it easier if you just leave Rurik set there because you know he'll get in there and start aggroing everything he can and, and get himself slaughtered. So just leave him there and then continue down that path. Uh, there will be two or three groups of um, two or three char. Um, if you feel safe, safer posting your henchies and then um, pulling the art, the char in, then go ahead and do that. They're really not a problem, but you're going to want to be careful when you get down farther in there. There will be a basin on the left-hand side with a bunch of char in it. You don't want to get over there and aggro, so maybe killing those char by pulling them away from that is, is the better way to go. Uh, just do not get in there. That group is too big and uh, they will slaughter you. <laughs> So go ahead and go right on down the, through the path and killing each one of the groups that you come upon. You will eventually 
you'll be working yourself counterclockwise or around that basin, and you'll get to a point where there's going to be a char boss. The last time I was in there, it was a it was a monk, and so there was a monk and three other char with it, which they weren't a problem. Um, pull them, pull them to you. Um, post your here entries and pull them to you, and then take them out. They're not really much of a problem. Once you kill that group you'll want to continue going in a counterclockwise direction. You'll go through an archway and there'll be another group inside there. Um, there's a bunch of um, pillars. Um, you'll want to get in there and take out that group. Now there is one patrol that will come through there so you'll either want to wait for that patrol or uh, continue on that path around to the you know counterclockwise, and then um, just watch that patrol. Take them out when you can, so that they don't aggro. You don't aggro them when you're taking out another group. Now, what I do is continue to do that. Um, you're going to be up on top of the hill of that basin where all the other char are. So what you're going to do is post your entries and just keep pulling a small group at a time into them. Move down a little bit farther down the hill and then eventually you get down there. You may hit a group that is a little bit larger than you used to, but generally if you focus on one, if you can target one char at a time, you can whittle away at them and I, I didn't really have a problem with that. Eventually you'll get yourself down to the bottom of the hill and that bottom of the hill is the bottom of the basin and you will have whittled away at each one of them. So it really is not hard to do and once you clear that entire area um, it's safe to go get Rura because then he can't aggro any char and get himself slaughtered so go ahead and go get uh, Rurik if you're not sure where he is again you can bring up your U if you haven't your U key if you um, haven't already done that and look where you have went chase trace your um, red path back to where Rurik is and then you can pull that lever and let the drawbridge down now once you do that um Pretty much the quest is nearly over by then. Rurik and um, Errol, or whatever his name is, he'll, he will uh, go right to where he needs to go. They'll sprint out across there like they're in a marathon or something like that and uh, go right to where they need to go. So pretty much you're just following him and you'll end up over back across where there's um, a bunch of pillars or whatever and a closed door. They will have mages with you then and the mages are a part of it uh, Rurik is going to do his little enchantment deal there where he's looking like he's conjuring something but I think he's opening up the doors now there will be some char that spawn uh, but you won't have to fight any of them it's going to go into your cutscene and you won't have to worry about fighting anything so pretty much once you do all that the thing's done you get let Rurik do his thing and you'll go into your uh, cutscene and that will be the end of it now uh, you'll see when the cutscene's over you'll see your uh, sword your other sword and uh, come up through your shield there and get your uh, experience and that will be the end of it that'll that's uh, pretty simple um a couple of things I was thinking about when I was doing this is I did come across a problem in doing the bonus when you're killing the four uh, flame keepers. You may want to consider having a res on you um, in case your healer dies. Mine got close to dying at that point, but it, it didn't die, so if you're not careful, your healer might get killed, so having a res is nice, but I didn't use it, and you may not need it, but just a thought 
just in case. Another thing to consider when you're before you're doing this quest is or this mission is picking up the quest called Cities of Ascalon. Now you get that by um, Simon the Scribe in Ascalon City. He will give you this quest and what it is is going to three different um, cities and visiting them. And if you activate this quest, you'll be able to in the middle of uh, doing the drawbridge deal there for Rarick, you'll see a historical monument. And once you click on that, that'll mark that one off of the three cities that you have to visit. So you'll be able to wrap that one up real easy. You won't have to enter the whole entire quest and get halfway or three-quarters of the way through it. Uh, you'll be just done with it. So that's one thing to consider. The Cities, uh, cities of Ascalon quest from Simon the Scribe in Ascalon City. Oh, that's about it. That's all of uh, that. All, everything I can think of. Um, if you'd like to hear a specific mission, uh, please let me know. I'm open to ideas. Um, like I said, I have all of the campaigns. I have the expansion. Um, so let me know if you, there's anything that you want to hear. Uh, you can make your suggestions on the um, website, Defenders of Ascalon, um, in the Defender of Ascalon forums, which is found at defendersofascalon.blogspot.com that's defendersofascalon one word dot blogspot.com that's all I have um, let me know if you uh, like this segment and have a good day Now, everybody knows that there's going to be a Guild Wars 2, which will probably be freaking awesome. But what if it's not? What if it's bad? Here's my opinion on what will ruin the Guild Wars 2 game. And I'll just add, in my opinion right there, because many people's preferences are different. So first of all, the thing that would ruin Guild Wars 2 for me is that it had a monthly fee. You may call me cheap, but I'm really not. Since you'd probably need a credit card to pay for the monthly fee, and I don't have a credit card, I wouldn't be able to play Guild Wars 2. And Guild Wars 1 didn't have a subscription fee, so why should Guild Wars 2? And I'd probably just do like what I did with WoW. I'd play it for like a couple of days and then leave it for a few weeks, play a few days, and then when I try and play it again, it'll say I can't because I haven't paid my subscription fee. It's kind of like paying to use your own internet which is something I really just don't approve of. So you should buy a game and that's it, you don't have to do anything else, you just buy it and that's it, no more payments ever. Another thing that kinda relates to monthly subscription fees is microtransactions. Kinda like what Guild Wars did with the bonus mission pack. And the only reason I don't have the bonus mission pack is that I don't have a credit card so I can't go on the Guild Wars store and get it. And I know a few people who play Guild Wars but don't have credit cards so they miss out on all the bonus weapons. And those weapons look pretty cool, but I'm never gonna get them because I need a credit card. And by the time we get a credit card, Guild Wars 2 will be out so there'd be really no point. And if you've played any of the free MMORPGs, which in truth there are no free MMORPGs, because you can buy weapons that just are so overpowered over the non-paying ones. You just have the rich kid who has all this cool ultra mega gear, and then you have this person who can't afford it, who doesn't really want to put that much money into video games, with crappy armor and weapons. 
and that's one of the things I like about Guild Wars. You can pay for the weapons, but they're not so overpowered. They've still got the same stats, but they just look way cooler. Another thing that would be kind of crummy, it wouldn't ruin the Guild Wars 2, but it'd certainly make it kind of worse, is that if it had World PvP where you could just attack anyone, anywhere. If you've ever played World of Warcraft and you're like level 20, you're trying to get your levels up attacking things, destroying things, or whatever you do, you're questing or something, and then these level 70s just come up to you and gank you. Now that's the most annoying thing ever because you have to run all the way back to your corpse depending on how far the resurrection person is. It could take a damn while. Also, if it took ages to level up. In World of Warcraft, it just, get, it just takes ages to level up and, well, eventually you'll get bored of it. That's why I don't play WoW anymore. I only play on private servers because you don't have to wait ages to level up. You may call me a noob, but hey, at least I'm not paying like $30 a month to play a damn game. And I really wouldn't mind if they kept the levels how they are. It doesn't take that long to level up to 20, but it's not too fast to level up either. I think they should have it where the max cap is 20, but you can keep leveling up and it just shows what level you're up to. Like, you could be level 100 and you still have the same stats as a level 20. Just to show off how much you've played the game. And for every level you get a skill point which can buy more skills. And last but not least, which probably won't even happen, is that if you have a certain server that you can't move out of, and you're stuck in that server forever, and if you have to pay to move your character to another server, which a certain game does, and it's kind of a rip-off. Oh, and one more thing, if it's kind of like Super Smash Bros. Brawl, how it comes out in America like a year before Australia, and Australia has to wait for months, and even in Europe too, Australia and Europe get it last. That's what would ruin it for me because it wouldn't feel as new as it was if it would have came out at the same time. And that's the episode for this week. I think this is the longest episode done on the Defenders of Ascalon podcast. And by the time this is uploaded, I'll have Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Oh, yes. So, until next time, may your Guild Wars game never crash or get the blue screen of death. Good night, or good day, or good morning, or good afternoon, or whatever it is.
I kept all the mispronunciations in my podcast, I'd have a five-hour podcast.